Brought to you by North Memorial Health, where customers are treated like family. That means a big smile when you walk in the door and making sure your visit is as pleasant as possible. It's just like your family treats you. Find your healthy family at northmemorial.com slash family. Welcome to another episode of the Access Vikings podcast. My name is Andrew Kramer, joined once again by Ben Gessling of the Star Tribune. Hi, Ben. Hi, Andrew. <laughs> We're here from Ford Field after the Vikings lost 29-27 to to the previously winless Detroit Lions. And I guess we got to start from this glamorous copy room at Ford Field that we're standing in. Uh, Harrison Smith didn't have much interest in contextualizing how bad of a loss this was, so we'll do it for him. Ben, how bad of a loss was this? Uh, it is one of the worst losses, I would say, that I have covered in 10 years on the beat. Uh, certainly the... I think you'd put it in there against the the Bills game maybe in in 2018 when they were two touchdown favorites at home. Um, this is the first time the Lions have won a game in a year. Uh, the Vikings have now given up 18 points to Jared Goff in two games in the final four minutes. They let Jared Goff throw for 80 yards in the final drive today. Uh, he had no timeouts. He threw to, I believe, five different receivers in that time. He was pressured once on the drive. Just a a clinic in how to not finish. And we've seen that happen, I think, three times on the road this season, not counting the Greg Joseph missed field goal. Fourth loss on the final play of the game, really, on the road this year. And uh, it may be the one that is too hard to come back from. We'll have to see if they can bounce back in four days and if they've got enough to make the playoffs, but this may be the one that uh, puts them over the edge. Yeah, this puts them at five and seven and certainly puts in perspective kind of where this team was at. They've been in every game against every opponent they've faced, but they haven't um, been able to beat many of them, obviously, and to do this against the same story against Detroit. I think it's why so many people, including you, we're saying beforehand, like, eh, maybe you know, this is a little worrisome matchup for them going into this game just because of how they played the Lions previously, yeah. the Vikings' history in these games, and really just uh, the lack of confidence that, as you said, that they could close a game like this. And the offense was able to score at the end, but once again the defense folds. Harrison Smith says afterward, it's our Achilles heel. We don't know how to finish drives, finish games, finish halves because they give up two field goals in the final minutes of the first half yep. and then give up the touchdown. Uh, on the final drive one minute 50 seconds it took them to march down the field did so as ben said in 13 passes nine completions 80 yards to do it against jared goff too ben like does this is this bigger than just kind of personnel and just the weekly decisions it seems like we got to be questioning once again whether or not mike zimmer is the right guy to be leading this team yeah i mean i think those questions become they're going to get louder and i think they're valid at this point i mean you this to me, in the end of this game, is on your defense. You need to make one stop in a spot where you needed them to score a touchdown thanks to the fact that your offense went back and took the lead. You could have put them in a position where they needed a touchdown to tie the game uh, if you hadn't been chasing points. And I, he said afterwards he was trying to, to get things going just to provide a little bit of a spark given how badly they've been playing. But they missed three two-point conversions – Zimmer said he didn't like the calls on a couple of those. Uh, they ran into the line, and then the last one, Cousins misses Jefferson. But this came down to the defense needing to make a stop, and they gave Goff all the time he needed. They 
uh, Cameron Dantzler missed a tackle at one point that would have kept the clock running to to let a receiver get out of bounds, and the game comes down to two seconds at the end. So, I mean, they they had three shots, I think, in the last 12 seconds inside the the 15-yard line. So every one of those little things matters in that spot, and we've heard Mike Zimmer say for years that the little things are what he does, that the details are what he does, that he's a teacher, he's a fixer, he's the guy that won't let these things slip because if you do that, you're going to lose games. Well, in the last play – Cameron Dantzler is playing 10 yards off Amon Ross St. Brown, which Zimmer said that was supposed to be his alignment, but then Dantzler drifts farther back into the end zone, and it's an easy completion, easy curl route underneath the coverage, and Xavier Woods wasn't able to get over there either. And that kind of stuff is preventable, and against a team like this, it shouldn't happen. I mean, this team has found so many ways to lose games this year that that should not be the team coming up with the answers at the end. If you are serious about going to the playoffs, you need to be the team with the answers, and they haven't been. Yeah, and Dantzler was obviously in the game because he was starting for Patrick Peterson, who did not clear COVID protocols to return for this game. They have the injury excuse like so many different teams do, but for this to be back-to-back years where it seems like you're headed for a losing record, this one with all the pieces that you were supposed to have on defense, the offense playing the way it is, Kirk Cousins playing the way he has in, in these games – um, ben, to, to drill in on Mike Zimmer a little bit, I thought it was interesting in, in the final drive, we didn't see Goff blitz too much. One time. And, yeah, you mentioned the one pressure that, that – yeah, Nick Vigil, vigil blitz. I think he was only hit once, right? It was yes. the, the Vigil blitz there. Vigil so, and Smith, yep. So with that, it seems like Mike Zimmer's been pretty aggressive in moments to manufacture a pass rush. We saw it against Green Bay. They really scheme a lot of blitzers in there. Eventually Rodgers figures it out, hits MVS for a 75-yarder against a blitz that had gotten him previously. This time, Zimmer kind of admits, like, I backed off. I tried to keep more guys in coverage, and it seemed like that final drive was the best example of it. Yeah, he talked about we weren't covering very well, and that's true, but you also gave Goff time to sit back there and go through his reads, and this is not a quarterback. This is not Aaron Rodgers. This is not a quarterback who moves. This is not a quarterback who is – terribly good at making the big time throw with pressure in his face I don't think so it was an interesting decision that he didn't try to bring a little bit more especially given on the on the one blitz Goff just kind of chucked it deep and Bashad Breland makes the deflection there but really was in position to pick that ball off so maybe you get another chance to create a turnover maybe he's not able to make the throws he needs to keep the drive going because it wasn't like they had any huge chunk plays in that last drive it was six yards eight yards 11 yards nine yards I mean a lot of those kinds of things to just kind of methodically go down the field and you in a lot of cases let him sit back and figure out where he needed to go with the ball rather than forcing the issue and I get the guys they're missing I get the corners needing help from the safeties all that stuff but Zimmer's calling card has been creative blitzes that can make protections look wrong quite a bit and he kind of decided at the end there I'm not going to go to that I'm just going to try to win the game by playing coverage and I thought the way he played this or coached this game uh, it seemed like a lot of too deep safety in yep. moments yep. um and kind of neutral moments as you would say first down first and 10 those kind of things and um, that to me, it, typically when Zimmer does that, when any coach does that, it says a lot about how you feel about your coverage, your corners. Yeah, yeah you You're, pointed out at one point in the game. Yeah, and when they're running the ball in all these plays, and they're still playing two deep safeties. To do that against, and maybe that's confidence, and you got Michael Pierce and Dalvin Tomlinson back, so you know what, we can play six, seven in the box and still stop the run, but they couldn't because there was a, one of that was in one of the stretches where they were running, running, running on yeah. them. Um, 
but it says a lot about how they feel about their corners and and to do that against Josh Reynolds and Khalif Raymond and these wide receivers in in Detroit I don't know. It says a lot about Zimmer and Bashad Breeland, who missed a tackle on a big play early in the game. It says a lot about Cameron Dancer, who gives up the big play late. And when Patrick Peterson's not in there, it seems like this cornerback group is is so much worse. Yeah, it, it really does. And it felt a lot like playing not to lose. I mean, there was a Dan Campbell <laughs> certainly did a lot of that, too. And really, it looked for a lot of the second half like that was going to cost Dan Campbell the game. I mean, you, the first half, Jared Goff throwing all over the place. Had a perfect passer rating at, at one point. Had shades, very distant shades, <laughs> albeit. Uh, but shades of that 2018 game where he had the perfect passer rating against the Vikings in L.A. He's making throws over the middle of the field, picking on the fact that they don't have the two linebackers, Eric Kendricks and Anthony Barr. And then the second half, I think some of it was the Vikings did do a good job of covering for a lot of that. And Goff, it was either that or Goff not making his reads quick enough. But there were a lot of plays where – Goff is bailing out and then throwing late in the down, throwing behind receivers at, at points. But I think they'd given up like 56 yards in the second half until that last drive. I mean, they really had shut the game down, forced two turnovers. They were able to make the comeback, and then it just crumbles when you need it the most. And that Goff interception, too, I mean, he throws it into like triple coverage. Yeah, and he had the fullback the, open on a wheel route, to too. To the point where well, he had, um, I think, St. Brown on a crossing route open as well. I think there was a coverage bust where a lot of guys went toward Hawkinson. Yeah, that right side of the field you're talking yep. about comes wide open. Yep. yep. And Goff just telegraphs it. To yeah, Hawkinson. I never saw it. That was after, I think, a, a stretch where I counted they had four runs for like 24 yards. They were just gashing them on the ground, and then Goff does that. And then he gives up the strip sack to Blake Lynch, where he basically like kind of steps up to avoid him, but then just holds onto it and lets on him that come fourth back. down. Yeah, and get the ball on fourth down, no less. And this is a guy in Goff who has thrown the ball notoriously, thrown it away on fourth down multiple times this season. And I learned that from Twitter.com. So it's got to be true. And I just think that we we know he's not a great quarterback. That's why the Lions were able to take on his salary and gain first-round picks. It's why the Lions are in the situation they are. And for the Vikings to basically have Detroit say, here's the game, yeah. and you still gave it up. Like That's why we're sitting here talking about Mike Zimmer, clock management, game management, and just whether or not this is the right guy for the job because the offense got it done. As much as he wants to talk about two-point conversions, the offense did enough to win this game. Yeah, and the, the, the two-point conversions ultimately are, are his decision to make in terms of whether you're going to try it or not. So the play calls, I will agree with the point that running into the line twice on a two-point conversion when you have not been very good at getting a yard when you need it. A lot of their rushing productivity this season has been on big plays. They have not been very good in the short-yarded situations. They have not been very good around the goal line. Those calls, as he pointed out, were a bit dubious. But uh, make a stop at the end of the game. It's that simple. That's that's all it really comes down to. And so is there any light at the end of the tunnel? I guess because we – talked about like on the last podcast the nfc is such a dumpster fire in terms of playoff performances that we have to see where the vikings stack up but at five and seven it doesn't mean they're out of it no it doesn't but it doesn't certainly raise any confidence that this team is going anywhere should they back into the playoffs uh or that team really has any direction long term now under mike zimmer and, and rick spielman yeah and they're now back in a situation where you have to either beat the Rams at home or the Packers on the road, because I don't think you're getting in at 8-9. and nine. I suppose stranger things have happened. But if you lose those games, 
to NFC opponents. That's not going to help you with tiebreakers either. So they're now a full game behind Philadelphia for, I think, the seventh spot. And they are getting to that point. They were previously 4-2 and two in the NFC. Now they're 4-4. Four and four. So you lose some of that tiebreaker there because that's the first one. And you're in a situation where you, I think, probably have to win four of your last five, which means beating the Bears twice. It means beating the Rams. It means beating the Packers. Or you beat the Steelers and you got a little bit of leeway. And, and maybe people say, well, we beat the Packers at home. Why not go do it at Lambeau? It's like, because it's at Lambeau in January. So that's a little different assignment. Yeah, the Vikings were without, and Zimmer tried to shed some some light uh, on their dark path. Right now, by saying that they expect some defenders back for Thursday's game against Pittsburgh, they were without Kendricks, Barr, and Peterson today. Presumably, Peterson might be able to come back. We'll see about Kendricks and Barr, but uh, it just doesn't, yeah, th- there isn't a whole lot of optimism that you can shed on something like this when it's one of the worst losses in his eighth year as head coach. Yep. One that falls on his specialty defense on that side of the ball. And uh, they might be without Adam Thielen as well because he injures his ankle, sprains his left ankle on the first catch, and was with uh, was gone for the rest of the game. Silver lining, I guess, as they showed, they could still force the ball to Justin Jefferson because he ends up with a career high in catches, yards, against a Lions defense that he said was basically double covering him the entire game. Yeah, and they did a really good job with, with still finding ways to get him open. I, the play actions and the bootlegs came back, which I thought they did a nice job you know, finding space then between the linebackers and the set and the safeties to get the ball to Jefferson in the second half. He had a number of plays where he took the, the top off the defense and then he cousins found KJ Osborne on the lower crosser underneath all of that. So they still found ways to do that. And I thought that was going to win them the game. I, I thought the lions aren't able to cover Jefferson well enough to keep the Vikings from getting the plays they need to win it. And, and when they had the drive at the end, I thought, well, Goff is going to do what he's done the whole second half, and you're going to, given the fact that you got to go 75 yards and they don't have big-time playmakers, that's a lot of time and a lot of plays that you're asking a quarterback like that to be precise. And generally, that's a bet you're okay taking because, it, I mean, it's the whole thing with the Vic Fangio, Brandon Staley defense. It's we're going to bet that in if you have to do it in 12 plays instead of five, at some point you're going to make a mistake. And – he didn't. I guess the one he made was an interception, and then in the end, uh, he's got too, too easy of a throw to go win the game at the end. Yeah, the offense doesn't seem to be the problem, but without Thielen Cook moving forward, at least probably for Thursday, we'll have to see how they fare against Pittsburgh, who last we saw was in a dogfight with Baltimore um, in this afternoon. But we will be here for you on Tuesday this week to preview that Steelers game. Maybe you should get off the podcast.